Hey gang, welcome to episode 84 of the No Persinium podcast, your guide to immersive entertainment. I'm your host, Noah Nelson, coming to you from Los Angeles, California. Today on the show, our good friend, Abel Horwitz, who um, he's the creator of Serial Killer Speed Dating, which has a month-long residency at the Bunker Experience Escape Room in Pasadena. Uh, It's going to be every Friday night after this Friday, recording this on February 3rd. So not tonight, but the next three Fridays in February, Abel's going to be at the Bunker with the escape room version of Serial Killer Speed Dating. We'll get into all that um, in a bit. You know, Abel is is partly responsible for a, a whole sort of wing of no proscenium here. Um, he's he's written um, pieces for us uh, up when he's gone up to Seattle. Uh, this this episode actually started out. It was going to be a conversation between Abel, myself, and uh, the the head of uh, Seattle Immersive Theater, but we couldn't get the technology to work right. So it wound up being an episode with Abel and me because uh, he had the show coming up coming up, and it's been a while since we've done that. So uh, this was fun. It's, it's a it's a quick one too. Um, you know, Abel showed up at this unconference we did. I think it was either I think it was must have been 2015 uh, when we did it. Uh, I met a bunch of people that day. It was great. I met Eric Gradman, uh, met Jamie Peterson, all sorts of folks who've been on the show or who have been absolutely essential in shaping what No Presidium has become. And Abel was one of those people that day. Uh, he he had worked with Zombie Joes on Urban Death. He's still got a great relationship over there at Zombie Joes up in North Hollywood. And um, really, Abel kind of introduced me to, to the horror scene here uh, in a direct way. And uh, he introduced me to Juliet Bennett Ryla, the freelance writer who like I go on little missions with here and there. So you know, without Abel, uh, there's sort of a whole there's a whole river tributary system of no proscenium that would not exist. So uh, it was great having Abel on the show. Now onto the news and notes, a little more noty than newsy, uh, but let's start with um, well, let's start with a note uh, and, and then news. I, I'm I'm going to explain why I'm, I'm a little bit out of it this week. I'll explain in a second. Uh, but let's do some news-like stuff. Uh, we've got one spot left. Oh, I need to tell you about it, right? So like last week, I teased that we had something going into the newsletter. Uh, I teased that uh, we had someone coming by. And what it is, is that uh, Marissa Nielsen Pincus, who is the Associate Artistic Director of Third Real Projects, in New York City, uh, she's coming out on March 25th to do a day-long intensive immersive performance skills workshop, uh, and we we got to help set that up. It's going to be at uh, Basic Flowers, which is Four Lark's spot down in downtown LA, and uh, really exclusive. Only 15 spots were set up, and as I'm recording this, as of last check, only one spot is left. So this one, I'm recommending this for folks who are really serious about their immersive performance skills, right? Um, if this is something that you you know you got an interest in, uh, I'm, I'm hoping the folks who are already practitioners here in town are, are paying attention to this one. Um, it's thinking of it like a masterclass. 
that doesn't mean that if you haven't done it before, you can't be, you know, the person to take the 15th slot. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, you know, if, if you're on the fence about it and you're someone who's been performing a lot in this, uh, field, uh, this is, this is a rare opportunity because they give these workshops all the time in New York. So think about it that way. All right, let's, uh, let's move on. And we've, we've only had it up for a week. So like it, the demand was definitely there. Marissa and I were like nervous, like, is anyone going to go for it? Yeah, no, that wasn't a problem. Silly us. Um, let's stay New York related for a second. Um, I'm excited. Uh, next week on the show, if, if all, all has gone according to plan, uh, we've got, uh, Shvana Laughlin, who is the creator of broken bone bathtub and Shvan, um, we, we never had her on the show until Zay is talking to her next week, but we've been talking about that show for quite some time. Um, and she got in uh, the New York post this week, uh, the, the tabloid ish paper. And they were very like, Ooh, it's in a bathtub and Ooh, salacious in the photo of her. Uh, cause you know, they're in the New York post, but it's fun to see even like these, the intimate shows are starting to crack into rather, rather large media outlets. So, uh, that's really fun. Speaking of rather large media outlets, oh, hey, my segue skills are on today. That's a good sign. I'll explain why in a second. Um, Tension is having a panel at South by Southwest. They're not a media outlet, no, but Brian Bishop of The Verge, uh, he's a member of a me- large media outlet. Uh, our good friend Brian Bishop, and I mean that literally, like Brian and I, we've become friends. I'm excited about that. Um, he's... Uh, He's hosting the panel at South by Southwest about immersive horror and tension. And um, it's it's going to be at South by. And um, there, Austin, are you in South by? Are you in South by? Are you, are you going to South by from anywhere in the States? And you're interested in immersive? This is a great opportunity to get some deets and also to bend Brian's ear afterwards. So descend upon him, ye minions. Um, okay. Two two more things uh, before the, the long note. Uh, first off, and they're kind of related, um, we've had an uptick in the listenership, like, and that's an understatement. Um, a part of me's still, <laughs> like, not convinced it's real. I'm like, is there a bot somewhere that's downloading this show? But we'll know after this episode for certain. Um, sometimes a little too transparent about this sort of stuff. Uh, but that's very exciting. Um, I think I, I, I got some theories as to where people are coming from. If you're new to the show, if, if you started listening like in the past two or three weeks, uh, drop us a line, whether at on Twitter or via email, no underscore proscenium at outlook.com. And just let me know how you found us. Cause this, uh, this, it's a mystery. It's a mystery to me. Um, like I have, I have my suspects. And I've got my board with the yarn and the push pins, and I just need some more evidence because uh, I want to know. I'm excited. I'm also excited. And the funny thing is, is that a bunch of people told me this uh, before I knew about it. So I'm kind of wondering, like, are people do people just sit on my Patreon and refresh it to see until we hit a goal? Because I don't even do that because that would drive me nuts. But I think some of you might be doing it because two different people said, congratulations on hitting the next goal. We hit the $150 goal, which means that we're going to be able to dedicate funds to preserving the integrity of the MailChimp. 
as we breach the 2000 marker. Uh, that also means we're going to be able to take off the limitations on not being able to put out multiple newsletters in a day. This will probably roll out in March or April. I just want you to know, like, we got to collect the funds first before I can commit fully. I, I usually do things the other way around, but you can't right now. Um, we have another goal, the $200 goal, which is um, where I foolishly pledge that for an hour and a half, we'll do like a Skype-like chat. Um, so um, we, we probably will. And maybe what we'll do is we'll do like a Skype chat and we'll mix it with the Slack office hours as be like kind of the chat board. So we'll I'll figure out the logistics on that because we've only got about 50 bucks to go before we commit to that uh, being like a once a month kind of virtual office hours. And then I got to come up with some new goals because apparently everyone feels like this is worth um, their, their money. Uh, and, and that means a lot to me. Um, and now the anecdote for the week. And, uh, and if I get uh, choked up during this, uh, well, deal with it. So this is a, this is a story about um, community and connection and meaning. And it starts as these things often do with a loss. Um, uh, in this case, a loss that was expected. Um, a former housemate of mine uh, who had been sick for a long time, she she passed earlier this week. And um, as part of the, the inner circle of her friends, uh, you know, I took on the role of letting other people know. I, I really didn't want people to find out on Facebook. I didn't want that impersonal screen-based. I mean, hi, it's me. Um, you know, a phone call is the bare minimum requirement to let people know when something like that happens. And, um, and, I, and I spent, you know, a, a good part of the, the top of the week doing that. And, um, on Thursday morning, um, it kind of hit me full on and it hit me physically. Um, uh, one of the, 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 let me let me roll back a little bit. Um, Tuesday, uh, I was working the, the 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 phone lines and 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 doing stuff. I think it was Tuesday. Things are a little blurry right now. And uh, and I got a I got a call uh, from a, from a block number. And anyone in the community knows at this point that block numbers usually means uh oh ARG ish type thing or not alternate reality, not necessarily a game, but. We, we went over that last week. Uh, and indeed it was, it was from, it was from the Jake folks. Um, and I was in the middle of working the phone tree. So I had to say, hi, yeah, now's not a good time because this thing has happened, uh, which was, you know, was very surprising for the actor. And, uh, and, and I felt a little bad to tell, but like I, you know, I'm in a raw space. So I just, I did what I had to do. Um, and I, but I said, I do want to talk and, and, and could you call me back, um, later? Uh, like the next day and on Wednesday night uh, they did um, and I had finished like yet another round of, of calls with people and around like pretty late like after nine I got the call and uh, talking with the character of Heather who may or may not also be synonymous with the actor I, I don't actually know um, and uh, we talked for well over half an hour and we had a really fantastic conversation and it was about about a quarter plot related, a quarter just talk, and 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 there were points where we were like reading poems back and forth to each other. Um, I played detective as we went, and I kind of pulled on threads, and 
and then dug stuff up. But instead of having a, 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 a mission based conversation, we had a very kind of existential, lovely exchange. Um, and, um, which makes me really sad to report that I, I physically can't go to water and fire, which is the, the component of have you seen Jake, which is taking place this weekend because on Thursday morning, um, I had some kind of physical incident, um, that almost got me to a point of blacking out. Um, that's probably like a little, no, no, that's probably right. Uh, and so like I had myself checked out because I know that grief and physical things, you know, they can go hand in hand. Um, the pressure can, can unleash forces, um, internally mundane forces that are just, you know, building up because you're not taking care of yourself. And, um, and my blood pressure was high and my heart rate was high. My temperature was high. I was like, wow. But the EKG was fine. Um, I'm in overshare mode. Um, but I also know that water and fire this week probably involves the Pacific at night, which is going to be very cold. And I'm like, yeah, physical shock like that in this condition, I liken it to, you know, if, if I had broken my arm yesterday and today I was supposed to go climbing and I went climbing anyway, I'd be a damn fool and I'm a fool, but I'm not a damn fool. But I also want to point out. And the reason why I bothered to tell this at all, aside from making excuses for not seeing the second part of Have You Seen Jake, which is a really, I mean, you could tell last week, I am, I am enamored with what those folks are doing. Um, and, and that phone call was amazing and um, showed, me, showed me what this kind of work can be, this conversational mode thing, um, for lack of a better term. And how it doesn't just simulate being part of something larger than yourself, but it actually is the thing itself. It's, it's connection and it's real. And I'm so grateful for that. And I'm, I'm so aware of my own personal network and in, in a visceral way right now. And I'm, I'm increasingly aware of, of all of you as as a grander community, um, who I am just, I'm increasingly just humbled by the opportunity to, to play this role for you. Um, and, uh, you know, I, uh, this would be a very different week if I didn't have you guys. A very, very different week. Oh yeah, there it is. Okay. Um, and, and here I am embarrassing myself in front of all of our new friends. Um, the, 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 or all the bots who are pretending to be our new friends. I don't know. All right, gang. Um, this one is uh, relatively short and sweet compared to what we've been doing lately. <laughs> the nine hour long podcast. Uh, let's uh, take it away. And, and I was sick when we recorded this one. So, um, like, like the flu was still on. So there may be some coughs. I apologize in advance. Um, I'll see you out on the other side of the music. All right, 
So, hey, Abel. Um, Noah Nelson, as he lives and breathes. Barely breathes. Barely a, breathes. It's been a rough January. Oh, no. Um, Why? Something big happening? <laughs> Anything changing in the world? We're coming to America. What's left of it? Um, you've got uh, you got a residency coming up. Yes. What's, what's, yeah. What's the story? Here? Uh, well, um, uh, serial killer speed dating, which I host uh, and created. Hold on a Let's, we gotta restart. No. Cause, well, because like, come on. It's dude. being no. The, the levels are the levels were way too hot. Okay. So you're too hot. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> The man with no Tinder. That's what they call me. Um, <laughs> all right, three, <sighs> two. We'll get this done for real this time. All right, three, two, one. Hey, Abel. Noah, sir. Um, this is only the third time we've started the podcast. Uh, you've got a you got a residency coming up. Yes, I do. What is what is this about? Well, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> Uh, I will be doing um, serial killer speed dating every Friday in February at the Bunker Experience Escape Room in Pasadena. So the thought is that um, singles will mingle uh, before the escape room. You will be given clues. You will be given backstory. You will be given things to to help you when you are put in the bunker and need to escape. And I will be hosting it, and um, it will be, like I said, every Friday uh, in February. It should be really cool. Now, I, now for those who don't know serial killer yeah, speed dating, yeah, uh, I mean people people may get a, an image because they might know speed dating, mm-hmm. and they and, might know serial and they killers. might know serial killers, right? Maybe they are a serial killer. Um, that which is that's a whole other question. I'll say for a moment from now. But um, what what exactly is it? What's what's the usual vibe? Because you've been doing this like escape room thing a couple of times now. This but... is this is the uh, I the second time I did um, I did it before the think tank galleries um, um October yeah October event. So yeah, yeah. so this is the, the trap house yeah. the trap house yeah. So yeah. this is the second time that I'm doing this. So but what's what's the usual serial killer speed? What dating? is serial killer? What speed is dating? serial killer serial killer speed dating? I'm glad you asked. Uh, <laughs> ser- <laughs> oh no. It's good to be in the room with you. It's good to be in the room. It is true. All so, right. Um, serial killer speed dating is speed dating, but hidden among the speed daters are serial killers, and it is up to you to figure out if you are sitting across from a potential date or someone who wants to potentially use your face as a mask. Oh, fun. Yeah, so fun. dating. It's it, dating, essentially. It's basically dating. So it's, it's, basically it's no dating. different. It's just it's just the L.A. dating scene distilled into... Into it, it an evening. Into an evening. <laughs> yeah. So, it's no, it's, it's... Okay, so it's... It's, it's a live-action Tinder experience, so... There you go. There you go. I have, I have um, a physicalized Tinder. <laughs> um, what is... I mean, it's it's gamified dating. It's murder mystery meets speed dating. It's you know a, a, a way for you to go into a situation that's inherently awkward and and you know can give you anxiety because it's speed dating. Yeah. But um, when you when you have a game to it, and so you have a you know that opening line of I am a serial killer or I'm not a serial killer mm. and then your date has to you know play with you on that level uh, I think I think it engages people I know it engages people more than just just regular speed dating opening lines like so if I were to take you 
if you, I would let you take me home tonight, would yeah. I wind up on your wall or in your being around like that kind of thing? Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be, it's got to be interesting. Uh, so, well, here's, here's a question. Well, before, have, have well, any, here's an oh, answer. Oh, uh, before you even begin, uh, oh boy, I, I do want to, I do want to give the caveat of that's how it, that's how it works on its own but because this is already an escape room right. uh uh that well i don't want to that that's not entirely removed but it's there the, there will not be an actor it will be daters you will uh you will go into the escape room you'll just you'll just know each other a little bit better than if you were strangers going mm. into this experience and then at the end you go across the street to the hidden speakeasy to a bar which is perfect which is which is how i think all good so, so there won't be there won't be a serial killer in the escape room it'll be well i don't well, be, i don't have to tell you that you tell me. and um uh, uh just uh it will it, it is speed dating it, it it's speed dating it's okay. speed dating it's a way for it's a way for singles or non-singles to meet other people and then uh like yeah, have, let's, have let's a, not shame poly people no no no, no 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 i'm not i'm not being facetious there let's not yeah no no um, no I, it's for anyone anyone can yeah, buy a ticket yeah maybe i'm talking myself into a wall whatever <laughs> Um, okay, so what is your question? So my question actually yes. is uh, in the in the usual form, or even in the in this escape room form, mm-hmm. um, have have any couples emerged out of it? I mean, people connect after the after every um, after every time I do it after every evening. I uh, I go home. I get you know everyone's sheets. I put it into a spreadsheet and. People definitely meet. Put their pictures on the wall. Put get their the pictures on out, the wall. I've collected hair samples from everybody. Yeah. We know when they first walk about. in. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. So, but they, but they've, they've met and they, they. Right. They say, what I have not gotten is an invite to a wedding or right. someone sending me an email saying, "Hey, just want you to know I met my partner at your event." But I, I've only been doing it for about fifteen months, so and, and you haven't gotten any obituaries yet either, right? right? Nor have okay, nor have good. the police knocked on my door. So I'm, so I, you know, you know, we all have to have ambitions. <laughs> <laughs> so what what prompted what prompted you to 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 go down this particular path? Because I remember when yeah. you started uh-huh. this. Uh-huh. Um, because we've talked a lot about immersive over the years, we've talked about. Um, some might say we have become friends. Yes, some might say. Uh, some people say. Um, I heard. Uh, no. no, no. Wow, wow. I'm a little punchy. Clearly, a little punchy because yeah. I don't usually, I don't usually go there. Uh, I think it's the first time everyone has heard that. What what started you down the uh, this particular path? Um, right. Where the idea, where the idea come from? The, uh, it began because I was looking at the website for Star Wars Weekend, all right, which is a convention. You mean celebration? Uh, is it in celebration? It, I was no, just, no, 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 no. Like, the, yeah, Star, Star Wars Celebration? Yeah, Star Wars Celebration. Okay, is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Well, because well, there's like there's Star Wars Weekends, I think, at Disneyland uh, at times, and then there's Celebration, which is the, the convention for Star Wars. Okay, the convention for Star Wars. That's Celebration. That was down in Anaheim. Yeah, that was yeah. down in Anaheim, and they had speed dating. Mm-hmm. And... And I mean, just, you know, that seed of being like, oh, what a great idea. Because they're all obviously there. They all like Star Wars. They're there for the same reason. Yeah. So what a great way to meet like-minded people. Yeah. So I was um, in conversation with uh, Laura Ivanova of Scare LA at a party. And 
uh, in, in 2015 and I said, Laura, I want to make something for Scare LA. I'd already, I'd already made or, or helped create Urban Death Tour of Terror at Zombie Joe's Underground. And so I was, I was just hungry, you know, just yeah. looking for the next thing. She said, what do you want to make? And I said, I don't know. And, uh, and then she said, well, do you have any ideas? And I said, you know, I was just on the Star Wars, uh, Star Wars, experience, Star Wars, celebration, Star Wars celebration website. And they had speed dating. So how, knows? how about, how about I make speed dating at Scare LA? And she said, okay, but it needs a twist. And, um, a friend who was also in conversation, his name's Jackson said, Ooh, throw in a serial killer. And I looked at Jackson and I said, I'll make that. So the first one was at Scare LA 2015. I didn't know what I was doing, but they gave me space. And uh, I, ca- I got a few friends to be a serial killers. And 50 people showed up, 60 people wow. showed up. Yeah. For, it was for one run. For one, for one run. And, you know, I had different tables. I had a networking table. I had an LGBT table. And then I had um, a male-female table. And it was just people. People came. It was really cool. And so uh, 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 through encouragement, um, through uh, a friend of mine, um, Jennifer Chun, she said, you got to make another one. And I said, I don't really want to make another one. She goes, you got to make another one. So I made another one uh, for October. I did it on October 14th, which is my birthday, 2015. That's my mom's birthday. Maybe I'm your brother. <laughs> Explains so much. There you go, so. son. Uh, and then now uh, her maiden name is and my social security number, just in case you want to run the full table. Yeah, me, what's no, her blood type? Um, actually, I don't, I don't. I never remember that actually. All right, but, but we digress. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so and so that and, and I, you know, I found a bar to do it, and and I held it. And again, you know, I didn't know what exactly what I was doing, but I had one under my belt. Um, people were very keen on it. It sold out and just the satisfaction of making something. Yeah. And so, um, I did, you know, I'm just, I'm just pulling a number off my top of my head, but I've done, I've, uh, I've done 15 of them, 20 of them maybe. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know it was that many. I knew it was a lot. Well, it, I and it's, double digits, but I didn't realize. Yeah, no. Well, I, you know, I mean, and then I came back to to Scare LA in 2016 and did four. Yeah. Um, I did, you know, two at um, Trap House. Yeah. So, so the numbers started to add up. You did the you did the fuckbot edition. Yeah, and, I did uh, the Pornhub presents the future. Yeah. And I did serial killer speed dating fuckbot edition in um, December. Now that one, that one, the twist was like. Everyone was supposed to be fuckbots. Everyone was a fuckbot, and I had one human, human in the crowd. How did which, that work? That seemed not like... well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it did not work well. <laughs> but people came. People showed up. Yeah. It was cool. It was really cool. And, you know, it's, it's a lot about learning to do something. And even if it doesn't go the way that you want it to go, putting, you know, getting to the finish line is so rewarding. And yeah. And uh, I really, I you know, I've I've come to see that every time I do it, another door opens. So, so by continuing to do it, I just get a little further down the path. How'd the bunker uh, come about? Uh, well, now I've been doing it for over a year, and people are starting to reach out to me. Oh, cool! So um, I know um, uh, one of the co-owners of the bunker, Charlotte Bjornback, 
and one of the actors of the bunker, Ian Heath, um, and they were looking for a, you know, a Valentine's Day thing, speed dating thing, and they said, well, why don't we just reach out to Abel? Right. And uh, because I'd already done the because I already done Trap House, I had a bit of a um, a bit of experience doing it in front of an escape room. Yeah. So you know, I just I just modeled it after what I'd already done and fit it to the bunker's story. In the bunker, and the bunker is kind of fun in that they've they've got an idea about one that you know it's based on a web series, so they've got this like story world they yeah. built out, and then. You know, at Halloween, because it's in the space where the old uh, Pas- one of the Pasadena haunts used uh-huh. to be in. Yeah. And so... It's, at, it's a really cool space. Oh, it's too. a great space. Yeah. It's a fantastic space. And and uh, at Halloween time, they, you know, built a, a miniature maze as like the kind of the end experience of of the... Um, it's still there. the escape room. It's yeah. still part of it. I think they like really went all out. Yeah, and it's season. it's scary. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a scary escape room. Yeah, no, it's yeah, got it's, it's, it's got, immersive. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah. it's really wonderfully themed. Yeah, um, and I think they've got a little room to expand in there if they want to. So it's it's really fun to see them take on seasonal um, seasonal twists because yes. that's one of the things that they, the escape room thing has blown up so large oh, yeah. that finding ways to kind of keep to differentiate yourself or to keep get people to come back uh, you gotta you gotta be really clever and the, the bunker experience kids seem to have that hint of clever there yes they do have a hint of clever yeah. to them <laughs> um, and, and you know I think I mean certainly one of the themes of your show and um, uh, just immersive in general is that we're looking for ways to be engaged mm. you know we we want to get away from the screen yeah. And we all have this this language of, of video games and games and and uh, playfulness that that they're trying to encourage adults to actually play around. And so I think that you know they're uh, without really w- without trying to, I've found something that resonates with people, which is exciting because they want to be, they want to play. People want to play. People want to be engaged. Yeah. And so I think something that I think escape rooms are appealing because of that level of engagement. And I think serial killer speed dating is um, there. There's just a, a, a slightly more engaging than your standard speed dating, and people come to it for that reason. Well, and I think you know when you you engage people and you get them in that play headspace. Yeah. It's. It low it lowers the stakes, right? And I mean, yeah, I mean, dating is is freaking fraught, right? And yeah. it's only gotten worse. And it's only gotten more into the screen, like bloody Tinder. Like I always I always say about Tinder, OK Cupid, or any of that stuff. That if I had wanted if I wanted people to judge me based on my headshots, I would have stayed an actor, right? You know, and to a point where I'm just like, oh, really? I probably should have just stayed as an actor. Um, and then you know, your Tinder shots look better, but you know, you're asking people to be judged on the absolute most superficial level humanly possible. Yeah. Um, so then, of course, everyone games the photos, and then no one's happy like when they arrive in person. Whereas something like this is, if nothing else, you've got a game to play. 
right? It's like it's a game night with friends. It's like, look, I, I might meet somebody, maybe yeah. I won't meet somebody. Like, ostensibly, everyone's there to do that, but at the same time, there's this game to play. And hey, if nothing else, that'll that should be fun. Yes, and there's um, there's an energy. You know, you go on. 10 dates you go on 15 dates and all of a sudden you're kind of primed mm-hmm. and the the times that i have gone speed dating i've i've noticed that you know puts me in a different headspace so maybe i will ask out the girl that i've been nervous to ask out or maybe that girl will text me you know that i was hoping that she would text me so there's something about it that just you know uh, there there's there's a um, uh, a speed dating site called pre dating mm-hmm. like they're they're all over the country and I love that concept. Like you're okay, you're you're going on like five minute dates, but you're pre dating. You're yeah. kind of getting ready for the big game. Yeah. So and even even as an actor, you know, just to sit down and to have five minutes to pitch yourself, like you gauge who you're sitting across from. You you learn your pitch really quickly. You start mm. getting playful with it. So um, so I think there's there's a again like there's a game. There's a fun to it. Yeah. 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 So even I mean you know yeah just to get off the screen to. You know, to not sit at home and, and swipe left or right, to actually go out and to meet physical human beings, and and you know maybe you don't, maybe you don't connect, maybe you don't get somebody's number, but yeah. you've still played and you've still gone out, and now yeah. you've gone on again 10, 15 dates, and now you're kind of like you're playing the numbers game, you're collecting the nose, yeah, so that maybe you'll get that yes. Well, and and you're you're if if it's been a minute, you're knocking the barnacles off. Yeah, you know, yeah, like in, in a safe way. Yeah. And, Absolutely, and you're not like you know sitting down for a fifty dollar meal or going out to a movie with someone that in the first thirty seconds you know that you don't like. Yeah, yeah. No movie movie dates always movie dates as early dates are never a good idea. No, like they ne- never ever ever were. You know, third third fourth maybe, but like not 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 one or two. I, I think I think uh, a com a drinks followed by a comedy show is a great first date. Or actually, no. The best first date is coffee. A great second date is drink swallowed by a comedy show. I've never been much for going to comedy shows. Okay. Like, I, like, like, I, there was a minute there where I was, and then I sort of fell. I fell out of love with it, like relatively quickly. And it's, it's funny because as a kid, I loved watching stand up um, on television. Yeah. Like, like absorbed mountains of it. And when I first moved to LA, I always assumed I was going to spend a lot of times at the comedy clubs, <laughs> just watching people work their craft. Yeah. And 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 then re- relatively quickly, something there's 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 a, there's an ennui <laughs> at comedy clubs that, uh, and I'll still listen to Mark Marin to like like sort of like sip of that um, that particular draft. But um, there's an ennui floating around them sometimes where I'm like, yeah, I, I, I can't take it. I can't take the reality of it. Yeah. Um, um, when I first moved out here, you know, I, I took uh, improv classes at UCB. Mm. I'd go to open mics and just very quickly, like, I did not want to get go down that path. Yeah. Like, uh, like there's a reason Mark Marin is like this grizzled, <laughs> <laughs> like, angry Oh yeah, angry man. I'll still miss improv though. Like the funny thing, UCB and some of those other places can be like highly competitive and like yeah. it's, it's its own little world. But there's a there's a grand purity to like oh, that's an a interesting good, way of putting it. A good improv 
moment. Sure. Well, yeah. when it's when it's good, when it's on, it's the funniest thing you've ever seen. Yeah. And, and when, it's, when bad, it's off, you want to crawl under your chair. Oh, yeah. 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 No, totally. And luckily, usually half the time, it's just, oh, it was five bucks. You know, like, right. you're not risking too much. Right. And watching, and, you know, getting a chance to see, like, say, like, the UCB founders do Ask At. Yeah. Uh, which I've been lucky enough to do a couple of times. Sure. Although not down here, actually, at SF Sketch Fest, which is the, it's happening, I think, the weekend we're recording, actually. It, it, it kicked off. Um, it's just it's it's amazing. It's oh, yeah. mind blowing. Oh, those yeah. guys are those nice. guys are incredible. Um, and it's funny because like you know so much really good improvisational technique plays so deeply into good immersive design. Oh, why do you say that? Well, because you you got to have an actor. It comes down to like the reading in the moment. Yeah. Right? So even when something's scripted, like I'm thinking of something like The Grand Paradise, uh, where the delivery is, you know, like all the, all the text is like preordained, all, all the actions are still preordained. Or I'm thinking of something a little looser, like Capital W's uh, Hamlet Mobile, specifically Grave Digger Hot Boxes the Van, which is mostly a one on one between you and this one actor. And, and grand portions of that actor's work is totally scripted and then there's these conversational moments and even when it's a preordained script like the way it is at the grand paradise the the actor needs to be able to read the audience member in that moment Mm -hmm. and that's something that really improv training can drill into you in a way unlike anything else and it just gives you a framework for seeing the world (laughs) <laughs> in terms of tracking what's going on. Like, the interesting thing, most fascinating thing I think that I picked up off my improv training, which I did a lot in high school and into yeah. college, is your situational awareness is just like, it's almost to the point of like, if you're slightly neurotic, it's the worst thing you can do because you're like hyper aware of everything. Yeah. You know, but if you can get yourself into that mode, you're just, you're you're tracking, tracking, tracking what's going on. And if it's dialed in on like one audience member, yeah, um, it, it's really, really valuable. Well, um, with, with serial killer speed dating, I mean, uh, what I'm looking for when I cast my serial killers is I'm looking for somebody with that awareness. Yeah. You know, I'm looking for somebody who can be in a character, but you know, you're, you're playing, you're, you're talking to somebody, you're listening to them, you're trying to slip into conversation things that would make them think, oh, maybe this person's a little off. Cause, cause obviously you don't want to be sitting across from a dater and go like, hi, I'm the serial killer. Yeah. That, no, that's not no the fun. game. No. Yeah. But to sit across from somebody and them just being like, I'm sorry, your eyes <laughs> are so... <laughs> Beautiful. They're, and I can they're just, like they're like glass. I can just picture them yeah. just sitting on my shelf. Yeah. And and then, you know, have the have the dater be like, uh, uh. but in a subtle way. Yeah. Because again, you don't want like no. Well, you, you I'm the serial killer. Yeah, because because otherwise, because the the goal of the game is is for people to not be certain. You know. Exactly. Um, Create hyper awareness. Right. right. And then, um, uh, apropos of nothing. Uh, something that came organically is that the person who gets the most votes for being the serial killer, who isn't one of my serial killers, <laughs> wins, wins the grand prize, which is a uh, 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 this spray-painted rat, this golden rat. 
the ugliest rat that I found at the dollar store. It's so hideous. Oh, but yes. but I spray painted it gold and the the way people want like the 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 goal of winning this rat for being most likely to be a serial killer without actually being a serial killer. So now everyone who are people can come in and they can try to trick you into thinking that they're the serial killer. Yeah. And the the gameplay that that adds because again, you're going into a situation that is, you know, you're anxious and you're you're nervous and you're going on these these, you know, 5-minute first dates, but if you can play a character, if you yourself can start to play and start to interact with it and try to trick people, uh, is very appealing to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it gives a it gives a uh, an outlet for trolling. As well, it were. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but but in, in the, not in not in the not in the hideous sense that trolling is now, but in the old internet sense of like messing with people for fun. Okay, right, sure, but yeah. it also attracts a certain kind of person. If you're the if you're going to come to an event called Serial Killer Speed Dating, oh, if you're yeah. going to buy a ticket to Serial Killer Speed Dating, yeah. like you're a certain, you have a certain sensibility. You definitely and, do. And so then when you learn that you can, you know, try to game the system to be most likely to be a serial killer without actually being a serial killer and win the golden rat, yeah. then you you kind of get into it. Do you have like, do you have people who've come back around a couple of times? Yes. Or, yeah. You get yeah. repeat customers. Yeah. Which is, um, you know, which, which is tricky for casting because obviously if, if I have the same, uh, the same serial killer every time, then, you know, they know, they, yeah. they know. You, um, before I let you go, you went up recently oh, over the Christmas break to, um, Seattle Immersive. Yes. And checked out. Krampus. Krampus. Yeah. So what what was that about? What 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 was Well, firstly, I learned about it by listening to your podcast. So, thank you for that. No problem. This is This is uh yeah, I um but It's not the first time you've been up to Seattle Immersive, although I think the first time in their new space, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Uh no, I went uh, I went a while ago to go see this thing called Dump Site, yeah. which was I think their second show. Yeah. Um, before they had their permanent before, uh, the, before they had their permanent space though yeah. it's gonna change so it's a space they have a space okay. but um, yeah I went so this was the second show that I saw by Seattle Immersive uh, it was Krampus themed so it was Christmas um, Seattle Immersive is doing something really interesting which is that they they bring you into a space and they play out a scene and then they and then for the next scene they bring you into another space so so it's not the sandbox of immersive theater, but you're in the room or you're, you know, in this one, you're hiding in the walls, watching a scene play out from, mm. from picture frames. You mm. and the rest of the audience are looking in through picture frames as a, as a scene plays out, and then you move into the next place. Um, so it's a, it's a processional. From, it's a processional, yeah. and there isn't, I mean, I guess there's a proscenium because there is a line between you and the performers, mm. but you're also you're in it. So, so for the Krampus show, you know, there was, there was um, you know a scene where you're in a Christmas tree uh, uh, field where people sell Christmas trees. Christmas tree lot, Christmas or, tree or, lot. or Christmas, or I guess yeah, I guess yeah, Christmas tree, not forest, or orchard. What would you call that? I don't know. I don't a, know. Christmas tree lot. lot. People. Yeah. Is it one where you chop down your own tree, or is it one where they're selling them? Well, I mean, it's it's a it's a theater piece. So. Well, I know, but like, what's what's it, what's it pretending to be? It's pretending, it's to, be pretending a, to be a lot. Okay, where someone lot. where one of the characters is selling Christmas okay, trees. Okay, tree lot. And then, um, and then, so you walk into this this area of the warehouse. There's all these Christmas trees around. There's a um, a trailer, and then they cut off 
the side of the trailer and it lifts up and you're seeing a man like sitting there eating a you know a hungry man dinner having a really sad conversation with his ex-wife about not being able to see the kids on Christmas Eve mm-hmm. but just the the notion of you're in this space and then this like this this curtain this uh, this fabricated curtain of this wall comes up and you're watching this scene play out it was wonderful oh, that's so right. it was very cool um, very fun very very subversive the actor that they got to play the Krampus was just so into the like this terrifying beast um, and I know that we're trying to get uh, Pauly the creator and director of Seattle Immersive to interview so I'm not sure how much I want to yeah no, we won't go, we tell you but too far but they're I, doing something really cool he's doing something really cool well that's really that's good to know yeah it's good to have eyes and ears everywhere I mean that's that's the thing is like we we're limited by where we can get to or where the people we know can get to. So I'm always happy for a field report. Um, oh, on, yeah. On, on a show. I mean, listening um, <coughs> uh, listening to Zane talk about New York yeah. is fascinating. I, you know, I wish I was there. I wish I could see all this stuff that he's talking about. Yeah, no, when, when Zay's up and... Uh, and, and, Zay, and running, Zay, Zay. Yeah, it's called, uh, <coughs> Oh, Noah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's the afternoon cough. Um, <laughs> when when he's getting around, sometimes I'm like intensely jealous of of uh, the stuff he gets to go see. What am I saying? I'm always intensely jealous. Anyway, <coughs> the sound of Noah coughing means we've come to the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> Why are we at the end of the show? I could sit here and talk to you forever, Noah. Well, we will. We'll do. We've got stuff to talk about offline. Um, that's the way it's been with everybody. Like almost every show lately, there's been at least another show worth of content after I shut the microphone off. So, but. No, not like that. Oh, you with your serial killer speed eating. It right? could be like that, Noah. No, no. Why don't you? Why don't you love me, Noah? You're always on this. It's so funny. I even left. You, every, said every that, message you I said that you. thing. You said that thing on on the best of for the yeah. year. And I just and I knew it was there. I was just like, let it ride. That, let it ride. Let's see if anyone notices that I love. I, I yeah. think people react that I love that thing no. that you do that we can't talk no about. One, on no one. No, I don't. No one did. No one says. No, anything. no one says anything. I've been planting those Easter eggs. I also told you you were the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> I remember that. And remember now, that. and now we're in the same room. <laughs> oh God! Just close your eyes. And oh no, 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 no! Don't take it there. Don't take it there. Okay. It's Spend 2017. It. Trump's the president. We can do whatever we want. There are yeah, no rules. There are there are no rules. There are no rules. That's where we which uh, which hold on. I know we're coming to the end, yeah. uh, but can I say doing a show sponsored by Pornhub about a future where the the sexual proclivities and the 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 the, the way that the world seems to be going, which is like this idiocracy, yeah, uh, it was was really just peak twenty sixteen. <laughs> um, there are no rules. Like we are, we are at the end of times. Yeah. Like Los Angeles is just dancing, dancing on the edge of the cliff, um, and so it's been an interesting headspace to come from that show, and then to to go into to the real world and pretend that everything is fine. Yeah, it's all normal. We are. I'm a big. I'm a big fan these days of uh, Adam Curtis's hypernormalization, which is. Um, it's a three and a half hour long documentary that was produced for the BBC, which you cannot legally view um, in the United States because it's for the BBC. So there are there are ways to get to there it. Are always ways. There are always ways to get to it. 
Um, and I do not recommend watching it in a single go. It took me about four days to get through. Yeah. Um, is it just real depressing? Well, it, there's that. Some of it's very grim. It's a lot of it is found footage because uh, he has the entire. He makes it out of the BBC archives. So, and what's interesting, he's, he he pulls a lot of stuff that are he'll like find like X day in history, and then he goes gets all the tapes and he pulls the stuff that like no one actually used that day, like B sides basically. It's almost oh. like the B side of history is is how I like to think of Adam oh. Curtis's stuff. And so the current one's called it's, it's hypernormalization, which is actually a term that um, a, a Soviet writer came up with. And basically... Uh, during, Soviet. During, during, yeah, during, during like the, the worst parts of, of, of the collapse, pre-collapse, basically this idea of where everyone knows that everything is wrong. Yeah. And that on some level we're all being lied to. Yeah. But everyone goes along with the way things are because no one knows what else to do. So things aren't normal. They're hyper-normal. That's sort of his diagnosis. He made this back in October. Um, and what was really fascinating about it, it kind of broke in the States in December. But <laughs> he made it back in October. And two of the threads in it are Donald Trump yeah. from about 1975. And Syria from about 1975. It really starts there. <laughs> and um, it's a tour de force. It's kind of, it's the B side of history. And you really start, you, you start to get a, a sense of, or it reinforces if you already have this sense about sort of the tools with which we use to understand the world are themselves shaped things. Mm, yeah. And we each have a certain amount of power when it comes to shaping that part of it. But to really, really change the world takes kind of almost like overturning your bucket in, in a major way and trying to see the world from from a very different angle mm. um it's a weird space to talk on this show about but i i think in terms of what we do with immersive and on the one hand there's this idea of well we're creating these fully realized worlds to have give people a sense of presence in a piece of fiction to somehow maybe touch on something deeper and yet, by playing with that sort of construct, you can then reverse engineer it back out into the real world and start to understand how much we're complicit in our own manufacturing, in the old Noam Chomsky manufacturing consent, how complicit we are in manufacturing our own consent yeah. to the way this world is, which is about as political as I let myself get on this show. Okay. Um, it's weirdly, I'm, I'm usually... You can hear me on like ART, the artist real talk, or yeah. on like my haunt life, and I'll actually get strangely far more political on those shows. I don't know why I don't do it here, but mostly because I feel like I don't want to subject everybody to it. Okay. Well, um, you know, that's, that's a good way to end it. Yeah. If I could just plug again, plug, I will be doing plug, plug. <laughs> four 
possibly eight, depending on demand, every Friday in February, uh, speed dating events in front of the Bunker Experience in Pasadena. Uh, you can go on the Bunker Experience website. I think it's bunkerexperience.com. Or you can go to serialkillerspeeddating.com to get tickets. Uh, it's going to be fun and unique and a fun way to date and meet people. And uh, I'm excited for it. I'm really excited to see what it looks like. Good. We need some fun in February. So, And on that note, here we go. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. Can I just say that? <laughs> oh, God. All right. Once again, want to thank Abel Horwitz for being our guest on the show today. Abel, I may have butchered your name. I always butcher your name. I hope I didn't. Here's how you can find Abel online. Uh, one way is the Twitter, at a-B-E-L-H-O-R-W-I-T-Z. You can also find Serial Killer Speed Dating both on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, the handles are both S- mm, SK Speed Dating. That's on Twitter and on Facebook to find the events itself. Um, the music for this episode, as always, is by Chris Porter, the amazing Chris Porter of the Speakeasy Society. Um, I forgot at the top of the show to thank our latest Patreon backers. So guess what that means? You guys get, uh, or you earn it for next week too. Uh, that's the deal in my head. I don't promise that out loud, but in my head. Uh, Brent, and I'm going to butcher these names, so write in and tell me how to fix this. Brent, no, not Brent, Brett Kooner. Uh, my brain, totally gone. Also, I just recorded this like I'm recording like a minute after like the opening. So like, I'm still like emotional. Uh, and Jessica Lacanal, uh, again, you've got a great opportunity. You get to write me and tell me how to pronounce your name. So when I do it at the top of the show next week, episode 85 with Siobhan, uh, and Zay, uh, you, you get it again. Cause I know I screwed it up this time. Um, well, no, I mean, I know I screwed up by not putting it at the top of the show. Hey, shut up, Nelson. Um, Hey, you need to write me to tell me how to pronounce your name. Here's what you do. You go to uh, no underscore proscenium at outlook.com. That is the email. You can find all of our links to everything. No proscenium.com. We're at no proscenium on Twitter. I'm at Noah J. Nelson on Twitter. I'm doing my best to stay away from screens this weekend. I will fail a number of times, but I'm really trying to just take it easy. Um, was that an Eeyore? Did I just do? I probably just did Eeyore. It happens. Some it happens on occasion. Patreon.com slash no proscenium is where so many of you have been going and supporting the show for which I am beyond grateful. And we do write things from time to time on medium.com slash no dash proscenium. We've also got the Slack channel, which uh, will have no events this week, but hopefully we'll be back to having events next week. Although people are in there, they talk. You should you should go in. Uh, me, trying to get less screen time. I won't be there. But uh, you can email me and ask for permission to go into the Slack, and I won't see it this weekend. <laughs> but I'll get you in next week. Um, and again, um, you know, I will do the standard sign-up for the show because it works well with the music. But, you know, clearly I'm not going to be at the show this week. 
and that makes me sad. It does. I want to. I want to be in a. I want to be in a place where if I got thrown into the ocean, <laughs> I don't think I'd have a heart attack or something. Uh, but I'm kind of suspicious that I might. Um, so I'm not gonna do it this weekend. Uh, but there's plenty of stuff going on. Um, there's even stuff happening uh, before the next episode of the show. Actually, USC Byzantium 2.0. It's acoustical thing. Gonna check that out. Cause that probably won't have cold water shocks or anything like that, or a monster popping out of the darkness. Um, oh, I'm such an old man right now. Uh, yeah. So, uh, again, you've probably shut this off. Maybe three or four of you like the sound of my voice. That's awesome. Um, write me if you're a new listener and, uh, you, you can tell me how you found us. And, uh, next week, Zay and Siobhan, broken tub bathtub, broken bone bathtub. And until then, I'll see you at the show. <laughs>